Let's go. I'm a bulldog. All right, everybody. What's up? It is another Wednesday night here on Dog Nation. I am your intrepid reporter, Jeff Sintel. Um, and we've got some interesting news right off the top. We kind of figured this was going to happen tonight. Um, like you read right now on our uh, scroll on your headline, if you're joining us on Facebook, you want us on YouTube. Uh, everything is about to pop off with Georgia recruiting. It's almost like the 2021 cycle kicks into overdrive. Let me tell you with some breaking news that just dropped at 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, Smile Munden Jr., that's the Paulden County five-star linebacker, has just announced that his commitment date will be on November the 18th. Um, so a little less than a month away, November the 18th is when Shmile Munden will make his decision. His finalists again, that's Tennessee, LSU, Auburn, Florida, and Georgia. Shmile Munden uh, has all of those SEC schools in his top five. He's visited all of them except for LSU. He's been to Tennessee twice, Auburn twice, Florida twice, Georgia twice. Um, and now it looks um, like the, so the five-star, the, the All-American Bowl. In invitation selection has made his decision date final. He will be dropping his news. I know a lot of Georgia fans will be watching that one closely on November 18th. So that kind of that kind of just hits the sweet spot on everything we're talking about tonight. And that is that everything that's popping off right now with Georgia football recruiting. One might think that after a demoralizing loss to uh, demoralizing loss to Alabama. Uh, this past weekend, things might stall. Well, actually, it's the inverse. Things are kind of kicking into overdrive, as we discussed earlier. And you're going to see a lot of things. Smile Munden, that's one of those big names that just jumped up. A lot of other things, a lot of other things taking place as well. I think we'll go through, uh, I guess we'll just run through the gamut right here. I want to show you uh, this tweet right here. Uh, let's start off with the three-star running back out of Miami, Florida, Amari Daniels, same high school, which produced James Cook and sent James Cook to Georgia, Miami central. He's a rocket. He's about five foot eight, about 195 pounds. He is down to a top two. That is, uh, Texas A&M, James Cooley, of course. And then that is, uh, the university of Georgia. Uh, interesting thing there, because if Georgia took him as the second running back in the class, it would say a lot of things would say Georgia's maybe winded in terms of playing the long game there with Donovan Edwards, looking for another all purpose back scat back for the class. This guy's very fast. I've seen him in person actually two times. Uh, and he was a guy that is a jitterbug type fast running back. I think a player comparison that comes to my mind is would be a Warwick Dunn. If you guys can remember, um, kind of back that far, that type of, they're not real big, but, you know, really quick, twitchy athlete in space. Amari Daniels, that decision should come probably within the next 24 to 36 hours. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, next up on the list, you see the tweet there of both Georgia and Texas A&M. Obviously, Texas A&M um, would look, for, look to him as a running back as well. James Coley, obviously, everybody knows on this program how well James Coley recruits the Miami-Dade and Broward County areas. So that's two. We've already talked about Shmile Munden. Two would be uh, Amari Daniels. Three, tomorrow night at 7 p.m., um, Kamari Lassiter. Kamari Lassiter is uh, out of American Christian in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, Kamari Lassiter, um, he also has a uh, final group of schools. But Kamari certainly seems like to me that his decision is down to T Georgia Tech, Clemson, Auburn, and Georgia. Uh, Kamari Lassiter is a three-star corner, but he's one of those guys that I feel very confident in saying that um, he would be uh, one of those guys that would, um, if he got re-rated in the current cycle, if he got some evaluation camps or showcases, he would clearly earn his four-star because look at those schools that were involved, Clemson, Georgia, Auburn, uh, Georgia and DBs. He's very long. He's a playmaker on offense. Uh, Kamari Lassiter is actually a Georgia native from the Savannah area as well. So even though he is in uh, the state of Alabama and Auburn is on him hard, that's a guy that I think Georgia has a really good shot with um, tomorrow night. So there you go. So there's a couple names popping off there. And, you know, we've got more. Uh, it seems like everything is like when it rains, it pours. Georgia recruiting into this recruiting cycle, really, really kicking in overdrive. 
We could call it ludicrous speed. We could call it hyper speed, light speed, whatever you want to say. The fourth guy, and we've got another piece of uh, social media material here as well. Uh, that would be Xavier Sori Jr. Xavier Sori is a linebacker. He is spending his senior year at IMG Academy. Uh, he has also tweeted out something very recently that I thought was very interesting. And he said, very simple, uh, commitment coming soon. And that is a guy that's at IMG Academy. Some might have thought that it would have taken uh, – he would have taken this thing up to the early signing period on December the 17th – December the 16th, excuse me. That is not the case with Xavier Sori Jr. Um, you see he's getting closer to making his decision as well. Uh, that's another name that's high and prominent on, on all things Georgia football on the top targets you'll see a little bit later. That's another name that's still very high up there that getting closer and closer and closer to his decision as well. Continuing that with a, a couple of names, Nyland Green. Nyland Green has told me, I think it was two weeks. No, I think it was about 10 days ago now that he was about a month out from his decision. Right around Smile Monday, right around Thanksgiving time right there. Certainly seems like an equitable approximation for when Nyland Green might make his decision. He's also got a top five that he was planning to release uh, as well. Something to pay attention to there. Uh, Nyland Green. And then the other guy, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins. We've heard quite a lot about him lately as well, getting closer and closer to his decision at the same time. Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, those really feel like the really strong uh, programs that are vying for uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins and his decision as well. Um, lots of news, lots of juice that's happening right now. Um, another newsy element I want to bring, uh, bring to everyone's attention is um, I think we have a tweet here from the All-American Bowl. I want everybody to call our attention to that, the All-American Bowl. <clears throat> now, folks, I did a study. I looked at just <clears throat> how big the All-American Bowl or its previous incarnation, which was the uh, Army All-American Bowl, has meant to the Georgia football program. And it's really kind of interesting. I, I counted up everything, and I saw that 24 current Georgia Bulldogs, 24 um, current Georgia Bulldogs that are on their 2020 roster right now, 24 of those guys had um, – participated in this game this one out in texas there are fears about covid there's fears about um guys coming in how will you quarantine what happens if somebody gets a positive they would have to shut down the event what happens if um you have 100 players from all different parts of the country coming together and mingling together for a week and close quarters and close contact uh what happens if they go back home what happens if a lot of these players would move um would move from the all-american bowl out in texas which is typically what happens they would go from the All-American Bowl out in San Antonio and then report early and enroll early uh, in the 2021 class. And that would be, in some cases, schools that would be chasing a championship and be chasing uh, a national title, still be involved in the playoffs. And how is that going to happen um, with quarantine and everything else with some schools on a, on a championship run? I'm going to take the moment now to pull up uh, Mike D., Michael Bush, uh, I want to say hi, Al Broles. Bank Six is checking checking in from New Mexico. I want to give a hey, what's up? How you doing to uh, everybody on YouTube that's checking in? Uh, Hug Finn has a comment. Uh, I wanted to say Georgia's getting another slow DB who'll get plastered by the next elite wide receiver who signs at an elite school. Uh, certainly welcome to that opinion, uh, Hug Finn. But I don't think uh, I don't think Mark Twain would have written it quite like that. Uh, Woody Trip 1000. Well, if you want good news, last week you had good news with Amarius Mims. Look at all that. Um, look at all that stuff happening here for big potential targets in the 2021 class. You see, there, Smile Munden's going to make his decision without taking any other um, official or unofficial visits uh, likely to his school. He's told me that he really didn't need uh, to go check out these schools anymore. Um, that would be helpful. Um, Huck Finn bringing in some thoughts on the quarterbacks. Jordan Harris, I think the number, even though Kirby Smart always use, tries to find and usually does find an extra scholarship or two, like coins under the couch cushions, I think the number is 23 or 24 about the number of guys that they can sign as well. Uh, Jordan Harris, that's a really good question. Ryan M uh, wants to know, where do I see this class ending in the final recruiting rankings? 
Uh, Ryan, I see this as a number two, number three class. I think it's going to close uh, really strong and do very well, uh, especially when some of those final evals will happen. But something to think about now, there's not an All-American Bowl for these guys to get rated yet. There'll be some final senior film. Um, Under Armour All-American game has yet to make its decision on its game. That would be taking place down there um, in the bubble, I guess, where they held the NBA bubble in in Orlando. Uh, so they're quite used to bubbling things and everything else. Uh, Dustin has a question going back and forth about uh, Lassiter. Uh, I think he's a really good pickup. I think he is a really good potential pickup for Georgia. I like the way what he does on the other side of the ball. I like his size. I like his length. I think uh, even Dustin, I'll give you props on that. It's a pretty good assessment there, pretty good thought. Uh, if Clemson is involved in a DB, uh, that certainly says something about uh, his skill set. Um, Jordan Harris also weighing in. I wanted to make sure I said hi to everybody at the beginning of our program. That's uh, greetings and salutations to everybody on YouTube. Now let me see what's popping. How's everybody going on Facebook tonight? Uh, let me see. So interesting. What do you guys think about that? All this stuff happening at once. You saw the Amari Daniels, Smile Munden Jr. news, Kamari Lassiter news, Xavier Sori news. We we got some bad news about the All-American Bowl on NBC being canceled. Um, you know, very interesting things going on right now. Uh, really, kind of we're kind of seeing some of the defining moments, the defining weeks, the defining kicks of uh, the 2020 recruiting cycle for Georgia, especially, uh, you got to think about it right now. Today is, uh, today is October the 21st, uh, less than 60 days away from the early signing period on December 16th, 17th, and 18th, especially for all those early enrollees. Uh, so a lot of sudden change that's happening right now on our, uh, recruiting board, especially with our, a, a couple of big and prominent names. I think now we want to pull up something we do every week where everybody gets a chance to kind of see it in front of their eyes about what the timeline looks like for uh, some commitment announcements for some of those top targets there on the board. Uh, obviously, you got two names that we mentioned right off the top of the show. Uh, you had a name, uh, the name of Maury Daniels. I think I said, as I said earlier, that decision might come in the next 24 to 36 hours. Uh, and that's a big time electric, elusive Four-star uh, running back, kind of undersized, though, not as thick as DeAndre Swift, but about the same height, 5'9", uh, about 190 pounds, maybe even 5'8 and a half um, out of Miami Central and South Florida where they play some really good ball, really good skill guys in that area, in that region, playing in that part of the world. Let's look at the commitment timeline. Amari Daniels, we just mentioned him. The next one is Kamari Lassiter, going to make his decision from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Maybe Georgia can get a win in Tuscaloosa with the decision of Kamari Lassiter this week, the three-star uh, cornerback prospect out of American Christian, the Patriots in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, those are two names right there to look at right there. Going down the list, uh, you're going to see a lot of names kind of come together in terms of putting the class together. And remember, we just had that late-breaking news at the beginning of our show uh, where uh, Shmael Munden has made the decision he's going to announce his, his commitment choice. He will also enroll early. Uh, he is shut down for the year, but he will enroll early at the school of his choice. And his decision now moves up from, uh, we have it down there as November on our board, but now it is a specific November the 18th. Uh, you see uh, some of the other uh, listings right there, you know, Xavier Sori Jr. Looks like his decision is coming soon, either this month or next month. Tyrion Ingram Dawkins this month or next month. I would imagine that uh, Georgia's board will probably be up to 20, maybe at least 20 names by the time uh, the 1st of December rolls around, especially if some of these targets go Georgia's way. Shamar Turner, that's a big-time tackle, defensive tackle out of Texas. Nylon Green, we mentioned earlier, it sounds like he's still about maybe two to three weeks away, still needs to drop his top five, his final five. Donovan Edwards, that's the running back there that will be intriguing to see what happens with Amari Daniels. If Georgia does uh, get the commitment from Amari Daniels in the next day or so, I think that will mean a certain thing there for Donovan Edwards because folks, Lavassier Carroll is clearly a number one running back type running back in this class. He's the nation's number six running back for this cycle. 
putting up all kinds of senior year numbers there for uh, IMG Academy. Going down the list, Mason Smith looks like a December 16th uh, decision there. That would be the first day of the early signing period. Um, Corey Foreman, another guy that most people thought a couple till a couple of weeks ago that he was going to make his decision early and enroll early. Now I think that thing will be backed up a little bit, at least to maybe even the traditional national signing day in February. And the last name on the list, Terry and Arnold, a brilliant uh, defensive back prospect out of Tallahassee, Florida. I expect uh, now that he doesn't have the chance to make a commitment, um, at least he can't make a commitment at the game. Uh, there will be a special on January the 7th, I believe. Hope I got that date right. But the All-American Bowl will still have a special where they'll still try to draw some really good ratings points by having commitment declarations during that two-hour block as they meet the 22, as they introduce the 2021 All-American Bowl uh, honorees and participants to the country on NBC Sports. I'd imagine a couple of guys will make their commitment announcements via Zoom and the uh, live uh, television during that program as well. Folks, that is a rambunctious and a quick start, uh, tempo start to our uh, Before the Hedges show tonight. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Thank everybody for uh, stopping by. If you feel so inclined, we'd love a like on your uh, social media feeds, whether it's on YouTube or also on uh, Facebook, the Dog Nation, World Famous Dog Nation Facebook play page. We'd certainly appreciate all of that. Also, got to remind you guys, don't probably throw this off out enough as my bosses would like, but um, the Dog Nation Before the Hedges podcast is available on SoundCloud. It's available on Spotify. It's available on your Apple podcast platform as well. Uh, give that thing a whirl. Tee that one up when next time you're on the elliptical or maybe on the uh, circuit training or maybe the next time you're jogging around your neighborhood. Uh, listen to Before the Hedges when you got maybe some windshield time and you want to catch up with all things Georgia recruiting. Listen to Before the Hedges. And if you feel so inclined that you learned anything from that program as well, kindly consider giving us a like on those platforms and a rating on those platforms as well. Whew. A lot of stuff to get through right now. Also, want to make sure you see the Kroger branding all over this Before the Hedges special. Every Wednesday night, brought to you by those good folks at Kroger. Uh, bringing you the groceries, bringing you the stuff that you like to unwind with uh, on a Wednesday night, hanging out, talking Georgia football, Georgia recruiting with Dog Nation. And Kroger, as always, big part of our shows every Wednesday night. Uh, we'd like to thank them for all they do for us. And now, take a quick timeout. We call it the halftime of our, of our Before the Hedges program. Let's take a minute to get a special word from Kroger. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. All right. It seems like we are back uh, from our look at that. Everything you see there from Kroger, we're back. Uh, look at those produce aisles and everything else and the syrupy, velvety tones of Brandon Adams explaining everything you can get at your local Kroger grocery store. Uh, you guys got any questions? Let me see what uh, Facebook has to offer. Uh, Mike Zambiasi wants another year for Todd Munkin. Uh, James Krupp throws out a prediction. He thinks Georgia gets all those guys except for Donovan Edwards and Shamar Turner. Um, Kenneth Wiggins brings up a point. Recruiting is starting to get old knowing that Georgia has everything they need besides a quarterback. Kenneth, I would um, get some pushback. I'd love, always love to have informed, intelligent debate on our programs. I think Georgia is still lacking uh, a couple of pieces, a couple of elite All-American, All-SEC type pieces um, from its wide receiver room. I think that's an area where Georgia's got to get better, got to get a little bit more style, more playmaking ability. I think a lot of things with Georgia the past couple of years is they didn't have 
that dependable go-to receiver that's going to make a guy miss or make the other guy's elite quarterback miss, the elite cornerback miss. Uh, need more first-round types uh, in the wide receiver room. See some of those with George Pickens. Needs more improvement from George Pickens as well, but um, more consistency from George Pickens. But you see some of that with Dominic Blaylock, Jermaine Burton, uh, Marcus Rosamy Jackson. Some of those guys look like first-round, second-round, third-round type receivers. Georgia just needs to get a lot more of those for its room. Let me see. Uh, coming out of the break, we get we hit the third quarter uh, of our program, I guess, a little bit. Now's the time to pull up something you see every week. Let's take a look at those top targets as we define them on Before the Hedges that remain for the class of 2021. And again, a quick explainer, we define a top target as somebody that A, Georgia has a definite need for, and B, that there's mutual interest from both parties in the class. Um, some factors will weigh more heavily than others, but main thing is as a guy that Georgia likes, that really likes Georgia, who plays a position that Georgia really needs to add to its class for the class of 2021. Let's start with number nine. He moves down a peg this week. That is Donovan Edwards out of West Bloomfield, West Bloomfield, Michigan. His high school team is actually the Lakers. I think a lot of traction for him will depend on him getting a chance to take those self-guided visits. Oklahoma, Michigan, Georgia, those feel like the schools there. He's a guy that would be an ideal blend for what uh, Todd Monken wants to bring to his offense. He has great ability uh, running the ball between the tackles. He has the breakaway speed, uh, the future NFL back type size. Uh, but he also has the ability to be a third down back and really be a force, really be a disruptor and really burn a lot of safeties and linebackers in coverage in the passing game. True three down running back right there. Uh, number eight, we had a new addition to the list. That is Kamari Lasseter out of American Christian in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Moving into number eight on that list. Reason why Kamari's in here this week is obviously I think Georgia has a good shot with him tomorrow. But I want to bring something full circle to you guys because I know a lot of times recruiting is not – covering recruiting in my mind is not about just telling you these are the guys, these are the guys that like Georgia, these are the guys that Georgia likes, and here's what they're thinking. I think when you try to really total – totally cover the picture of recruiting, you got to say, okay, this is why Georgia needs needs this guy. And this is what a commitment like this would mean for the program. I want you to think about, we put this on the forum earlier today, uh, forum.dognation.com. Let me try and sound like my buddy Brandon Adams and give a plug to a in-house content platform, but forum.dognation.com. There's a specific thread where I drip a few things from time to time, not quite a story, uh, that goes on the that goes on the main site, but definitely some information I want to share with you folks as soon as possible. Right now, folks, Georgia has 14 scholarship defensive backs in its room. If I would sit here and forecast minimal attrition, moderate attrition to the class, to the excuse me, to the defensive back room, here's what's going to happen. I think uh, Georgia has seniors in Mark Webb, Richard LeCount, and DJ Daniel. Three seniors right there, guys that will exhaust their eligibility with this season. Then there's another three guys I see, uh, Eric Stokes um, and then uh, Tyson Campbell, two guys that get you to five that I think will also test the waters of the NFL. The NFL has given them that really good um, winking at them, let's say. Uh, I think those two guys will go pro. So automatically you have seven guys out of the room right there that will be uh, moving on from the Georgia defensive secondary. Uh, another guys on the list, you've got William Poole III, who's a redshirt junior. Uh, you've got uh, Latavius, Brini, Latavius Brini, another redshirt junior. These guys are backup safeties, backup stars, not playing a whole lot in the class as of yet. you got another redshirt junior like Amir, Amir Speed, uh, who is playing a lot more than those two guys that I think might, might just return to the – to the, to the program next year. And then you've got um, Chris Smith, the second, another really savvy, really good looking safety as well. A guy that would, um, I think would stick with the class as well. Stick with the class, excuse me, stick in the program this well. He's a guy that will get some good reps during his senior year. So I think you're gonna lose at least half your defensive backfield. Uh, the guys that are on scholarship in that room, that would lead Jalen Kimber, Tyreek Stevenson, uh, Keely Ringo coming off a redshirt freshman year. Um, Lewis Seen, 
major burns. You really only have about seven player assets, five to seven player assets left. That's why I see Georgia going in hard with another heavy haul of defensive backs. I don't know if you'll get to seven like Kirby Smart signed in the 2017 class, but I think it will be somewhere in the five, six range where Georgia is going to really try to replenish its defensive back room with a lot of talent. Number seven, Shmael Munden Jr. We just mentioned him at the top of the show. Shmael Munden Jr. now has his commitment date set of November the 18th. Number six is Tyrion Ingram Dawkins out of Gaffney, South Carolina. We, we covered his a couple of thoughts on him at the beginning of the program. This is a young man, 6'6", about 315 pounds, 300 pounds out of Gaffney. Um, his recruiting world has changed up quite a lot. Um, he was six foot four and about 240 pounds about eight to 10 months ago. Put on a lot of weight, put on a lot of good weight, former basketball player as well. Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, we've been talking about name that name a lot. Number five is Mason Smith. Of course, that's going to be hard to pull from LSU. He is in Bayou Bengal, LSU, Baton Rouge territory, only about 45 minutes away from New Orleans. Uh, Georgia really wants him heavy. You see Mason Smith wearing Georgia gear a lot on some of his social media. I do think Georgia is making a very sincere and strong push for him right there. Reminder, he is a package deal with a name you'll see later in five-star defensive end Corey Foreman. Number four, Xavier Sori out of Graceville, Florida. He's actually at IMG Academy right now. We saw that tweet earlier in the year, earlier in the program, excuse me. Um, he is getting close to committing soon as well. He has shared that via his social media account. Nyland Green covered him a lot recently on Dog Nation out of Newton and Covington, another highly coveted defensive back for Georgia's class. We spent a good minute and a half talking about why defensive backs are so important in this class. That's because more likely than not, you, you should expect to see the names Mark Webb, Richard LeCount, DJ Daniel, Tyson Campbell, uh, and Eric Stokes, those guys should all be playing in the Sunday league this time next year. So that create a lot of attrition and a lot of turnover in that defensive back room. I expect actually half of the defensive back room uh, to turn over. Those right there, uh, your top targets, Terry and Arnold, another defensive back. He could be a cornerback, a lockdown cornerback. He could be a free safety. Kirby Smart has said some very nice things about Terry and Arnold as well. He's a guy that um, – can go forward um, in his uh, decision as well, going back to uh, the traditional signing period in February. Guys, I got another notice that just ripped across my phone. Uh, Amari Daniels, a guy that we were talking about that we thought would make his commitment decision sometime um, within the next 24 to 36 hours before uh, – 24 to 36 hours before um, his first game of the season down there in Miami Central. He just tweeted out, Amari Daniels just tweeted out, he's pushing his commitment back to next week. He's locked in for his big game as season opener. Um, he says, if you're from the crib, you'll understand. Amari Daniels has backed off that commitment right there from uh, um, commitment decision timeline. Uh, within the next 24 to 36 hours, he is now going to back that up to next week. So now that first big Georgia target on commitment watch right now is definitely uh, less than 24 hours away. Kamari Lassiter out of American Christian in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That's the three-star cornerback prospect. A lot of size, a lot of length, a lot of playmaking ability as an offensive player as well to show how athletic he is. But that type of Kirby Smart DB that Georgia has really – um, been working for and looked at and been recruiting heavily for this 2021 cycle. I know uh, someone brought up the point in our chat about uh, this is a free year, but I expect a lot of those guys to uh, move forward um, with their college thoughts. I know Georgia's got a lot of guys that could come back for their another senior year, um, but I see a lot of those guys, Georgia's seniors per se, Graduate seniors, Demetrius Robertson, Ben Cleveland, Trey McKitty, uh, Julian Rochester, Prather Hudson. That guy's not even on scholarship, but I see a lot of those guys. Seniors like Justin Schaefer. I see a lot of those guys that um, are going to move on to the NFL as well. Not a lot of guys that will come back for their free bonus year, at least in the six-year redshirt senior graduate transfer 
or the uh, true senior uh, class as well. Of course, number one, uh, let me just uh, – we had to get some of that Amari Daniels news. A lot of news dropping on this show this evening. Uh, that's kind of why we picked the primetime hour of 8 p.m. to do this every week. Corey Foreman, uh, number one on the list. He's going to stay on that list for quite some time until he makes uh, his decision. Uh, Matt Brock, I see a question from you on the Facebook feed about where's Arian Smith. Uh, Arian Smith is recovering from surgeries to his wrist and also his knee. Uh, you keep hearing from Kirby Smart and insiders that uh, he should be back in about a week or so. I think that would definitely, uh, uh, I think that would definitely uh, give some more threat level and a little danger uh, level to uh, Georgia's offense if they can get him out wide. Um, let me see. Let's look at something really fast. Alex Mitchum. Alex, I'm going to share that uh, compliment there with B.A. the next time I uh, talk to him. He says, B.A.'s vocals can make a Wolverine purr. I don't know that. I actually think it can make Jim Harbaugh purr. purr. Uh, <laughs> Brian Marcoulier with a nice comment there. Uh, he said uh, in a program earlier this year that he asked who would be the wide receiver that would step up right after Blaylock's injury, and I and I theorized it would be Kyrus Jackson, and voila, he's the leading receiver. And as of last week before the Alabama mess, um, he was also uh, on pace for a 1,000-yard season, if you could believe that. Jeff Horton. As a question, how's the offensive line looking for the next three years, Jeff? I, I think that position is in about as good hands as it possibly can be when you look at Broderick Jones, Tate Ratledge, Amarius Mims, Cedric Von Prong Granger, uh, guys like that getting into the mix uh, sooner rather than later. I think Georgia, for the next two or three years, will have an offensive line as good or better as the one it does right now. And I think by the time those guys are all sophomores and juniors, I think that Georgia's offensive line will look a lot like that stout group um, at Alabama that uh, Georgia had to face this past weekend. Interesting, I would, you saw that comment. I want to know how many people saw that comment from uh, Jeremy Pruitt, how he said the Alabama offense was the finest offense he's ever seen, and that man's been around the sun, some 46 trips around the sun so far. I thought that was – Mia calls it platitudes a lot, but I thought that was some very high praise there uh, from Jeremy Pruitt about the Alabama uh, offense. Let me see what's going on. Matt Mayfield, I, I get that point, man. I don't. I know they don't exhaust their eligibility, but I don't see Mark Webb coming back. I don't see. Uh, I don't see Richard LeCount coming back. I don't see DJ Daniel coming back. Those are guys that have done enough to get themselves drafted and get them in, themselves into the league, into the league. Uh, again, Brandon, I, I get all your points, but I think these are guys that have a place and a home in the NFL where they can make the lead to the NFL. A lot of those guys that would get the free years would be somewhere in limbo of um, good college starter, good college contributor. And then a guy that, um, maybe a free agent practice squad player in the NFL. I don't think any of those guys are like that. Perhaps a guy like Mark Webb Jr., if you had to wonder um, about where his ideal fit would be in the NFL. I think Mark Webb's going to be a great special teams performer in the NFL at the very minimum. James Crump and Travis McCullough are having some fun there. Guys, is, before I just jump into the rest of the comments for the rest of the show, uh, let's make sure we put up, uh, go through two more topics. One of those is our commitment board. I want to take you through the commitment board. It is now up to 16 after the addition of Amarius Mims last week. He bumps Brock Vandegrift down to the second rung in terms of the highest rated commitment uh, and the Georgia 2021 class. Amarius Mims actually would rank as the highest rated offensive lineman Georgia has ever signed, uh, ever, uh, not just the Kirby Smart era, as the number seven overall prospect. He actually dropped the peg. Uh, Alabama commitment J.C. Latham out of IMG Academy slipped in there as the nation's number two offensive tackle and the number six overall prospect. Georgia – as a whole, you'll see some of these guys. The class actually didn't lose anybody. 
but they dropped to number eight nationally uh, in the 24-7 sports team composite ratings. Brock Vandegrift's ranking stayed the same. Same thing for Micah Morris. Same thing for David Daniel. Uh, Dylan Fairchild dropped down one spot. He's number 92 over, overall. Same thing for Brock Bowers. He dropped one spot, number 100 overall. Uh, Lavoisier Carroll went up two spots to number 119 overall. Uh, Jonathan Jefferson moved up one spot to number 143 overall. Very fast and athletic defensive lineman there. Keep saying this all the time. That is the point guard for his high school team, the press breaker for his high school team as well. Jamon Dumas Johnson, that's the inside backer from Maryland. He's up two spots. Dejon Nugget Warren, he's not playing any junior college football. That does that season got moved and shifted to the spring. Uh, Chaz Chambliss is down four. So is um, Donnie Mitchell, uh, the three-star wide receiver. He's down one. Jared Wilson's ratings have stayed the same overall, but he did move up to the nation's number 20 offensive guard. That's up one spot. Um, Marlon Dean's down about four spots. Javon Bullard is down seven spots. Jackson Meeks is down seven spots. You look at the recruiting snapshot in terms of in-state, out-state. Right now, it's an equitable 50-50 split. Uh, In-state Georgians, out-of-state, 13 out of the 16 Georgia commitments at this time are inside the SEC's footprint. Footprint means inside the states which hold an SEC school. Uh, Three of those guys are outside the SEC footprint. Those are Dijon Nugget Warren, uh, also Jamon Dumas Johnson, and then that gentleman out in California, Brock Bowers. Brock actually got a chance to check out Sanford Stadium and come in on one of those visits. He was in the stadium for the uh, Tennessee game earlier this year. There you have it. There's your commitment board and what else, everything is going along with that. Um, you know, there, there's some guys like I think Rochester is a guy. I think he's almost ready to be a doctor. Uh, Rochester has been on, in the program since January of 2016. Um, graduate degree, all for him. I think he's a guy who's playing pretty well, size and everything, what have you. He's a guy that I think can get on an NFL roster as well. Nate McBride is a guy that could also come back for another year at Georgia if he wanted to with this free year as well. But those guys were guys I weren't really talking about in terms of defensive backs. I think if I, if I wanted to take a look at the whole class of guys that are, uh, you know, set to exhaust their eligibility or could exhaust their eligibility, I know they get the free year. I want to make sure I don't stumble on that, but guys that, I might just decide that their uh, they, their college career, their time in college is done. They want to move on with their lives. But your redshirt senior grad transfers, those are Demetrius Robertson, Ben Cleveland, Julian Rochester, uh, and uh, Trey McKitty. He's a graduate as well out of Florida State. Uh, Justin Schaefer, Malik Herring, uh, Devontae Wyatt, Walter Grant. I guess Walter Grant could come back, but he's not traveling or playing at all this year. Jermaine Johnson. Monty Rice, Nate McBride, Mark Webb, DJ Daniel, Richard LeCount. Um, out of that grouping right there, I can see maybe two names that would return out of their seniors. Also, Redshirt Jr., Stetson Bennett, um, Matt Landers, Trey Blunt. That's a guy that um, Tory Johnson, Robert Beal. William Poole, Eric Stokes, Amir Bede, Latavius Brini. Those are the guys that are either grads, redshirt seniors, seniors, true seniors, or redshirt juniors in the program as well. Um, Something to think about there with all the guys. Um, All the guys as well. Um, Let's see if anybody has any more questions. Facebook, YouTube, let me see. Anybody got anything on their mind they want to talk about? Big takeaways from uh, last last Saturday night's game, guys. If I could give you a magic wand and wave it over a position, would you want Georgia to be a whole lot better the next time they play Alabama at quarterback, or would you want Georgia to be a whole lot better the next time they play Alabama at tailback or wide receiver? I think those three would probably be – the most popular response is, but if you're a defensive-minded guy, uh, perhaps your response was you need Georgia to be a whole lot better at defensive back and cornerback 
neutralizing what Alabama does best. If you had those four things to think about, folks, which area do you think Georgia needs to show the biggest improvement um, in order to maybe produce a different outcome than this year, than the last time, than the next meeting that they would have with um, Alabama as well? Let me see what Facebook and YouTube has to say about that. Uh, YouTube, uh, hope everybody's doing well. I got some thanks again for everybody that has had an upvote on this program. Uh, Anthony, well, yeah, that's something that uh, Coach Smart has been asked about. He said Walter Grant is uh, needs to get to the part where he can contribute on special teams and in the defense. Um, right now, that's currently not the case. Um, Denzel Snipe 69 says quarterback and defensive back. Uh, actually, James Bond, that's not true. The Mannings actually really like Kirby Smart a lot. Let me see. Uh, Got a lot of people wondering about Mark Webb on YouTube right now. Uh, Zach Cannon. Uh, yeah, another name I wanted to bring up. No, I don't really think uh, Noah Sheldon's making a point like he always does, but um, Derek Davis Jr., I think, is just giving Georgia a visit. I think that's going to come down to Ohio State or Penn State there. Um, Uh, Woody Trip 100. Yeah, remember, folks, Terry and Arnold and Xavier Sori really want to play together as well. Um, Tick, I, 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 I noticed that. Tick, I'm glad you wanted to bring that up. There's some guys. Let me see. Gunnar Stockton took a drop in the 2022 rankings on 24-7 sports. I think he's no longer a five-star. I think he's now the number 38 or 39 prospect in the country. Uh, you saw Malachi Starks, man, you guys got to read that story. I wrote about him this summer on dognation.com. That's the five-star might be an inside linebacker at the next level or a safety. Uh, Malachi Starks remains a, uh, a five-star at number 16 overall. Um, MJ Morris, I think dropped in the 50 ish range as well. Uh, let me see. Lots of questions. I'm going to try and get through a bunch right now. Uh, got some good Florida, Georgia chomping going on back and forth. Uh, Tillick, I thought that was very interesting, though. The new 2022 rankings were out. Uh, Jerry Dogs fan, Georgia is definitely only taking one quarterback uh, this cycle. Um, Zach Cannon brings up the point. He loves the potential and spirit of Burton. He just needs to get more catch reps and use two hands and insecure with two arms. I think it's really hard. He's really being asked to do quite a lot right now. I think what's impressive about Jermaine is he knows that Stetson Bennett knows where he's going to be, and that's why he's targeting so much is because he's running the right route and getting in the right spot. Folks, I hope you know this by now, but the, the Georgia receiver that was kind of considered – the most reliable receiver and the one that was always in the right place in the right time and ran the crispest routes and knew his assignments on point stone cold lead pipe lock 100. That was Dominic Blaylock. Um, Nitro Z, I agree with you. Kamar Kamari Lasseter is underrated. You guys are making thoughts about next year's defensive backfield. I would think uh, Tyreek Stevenson. I would like to see what Tyreek Stevenson would look like at the other safety spot next to Lewis Seen. Uh, I think Jalen Kimber is going to be a force as well. Uh, should Georgia sign guys? I think Nugget Warren will move right in the rotation as a junior college, 21-year-old body. He will be one of the most mature, physically ready uh, cornerbacks that Georgia will have on the roster after the attrition towards the NFL. 
Alvarez, that's a good question. When I order these prospects, it's kind of a gumbo. It's kind of a mix of not the highest rated, but the biggest need, the most impactful players. But at the same time, there's got to be a, some serious mutual interest towards both. Um, otherwise, I think it, my top two every week would have been Mason Smith and uh, Corey Foreman and Amarius Mims. Uh, remember, for quite a long time, James Williams was the uh, number one guy on this list as well. Silent Chaos, I appreciate. Uh, very nice of you to say. Uh, most people, we've got some people bringing in the uh, thoughts on uh, Brock Vandegrift. Um, He's dude, he's six three, can really run, but he only needs to run when he has to. He's got a big arm, can make all the throws. He's accurate. He's a really smart player. Um, I just think Georgia I think Georgia is best served when they have um either they find the guy and they ride that with the guy uh, and go forward. But uh it's very hard to do in these age of quarterbacks where uh, you know, I really thought Georgia had something there with um Potentially, if Jamie Newman would have stayed in terms of you're bringing in a veteran guy, lots of young guys can learn learn below him, and then guys can kind of kind of pull that Aaron Murray route where, yeah, they're a true freshman, but they're a re- they're they're a freshman out on the field, the first year starter or player. They've already spent a year in the program. Folks, physically ready as far as that goes. Brock Vandegrift's it's about six three, about two hundred ten pounds. Uh, Bench presses over 300 pounds, power cleans over 300 pounds, good squat, just a very put-together, cut-up football player. Let me see Facebook. You guys got anything we wanted to talk about on Facebook? Lots of new comments on Facebook. Chad Buchanan's making a point about uh, Arch Manning. Tom Lavelle, I see your questions here. Who has a stronger arm, Daniels or Brock? Uh, I think it's probably very comparable. I'm looking at these arms in terms of functional arm strength and not how hard they can throw it or how hard they usually throw it. Um, I'm of the belief that quarterbacks, when I I grade guys, I don't want to see how hard they can throw it because really a quarterback, unless they've made the wrong read, Folks, they never need to reach back and just pipe that thing in there. Uh, most quarterbacks make their living throwing the ball at about 70%, 70 to 75% of their total arm strength, especially if they're on point with their reads and their progressions. Um, that's kind of, um, you know, you see with Stetson Bennett, I see him, it looks like he's throwing the ball with a lot more effort, which makes him think, think like, makes folks think like he has a gun and he's really sticking the ball in there. Um, Stetson really throws the ball hard, harder than most quarterbacks um, that I've been around. You see guys like Tua, um, even a guy like Justin Herbert uh, when he was at Oregon. Uh, Jake Fromm is definitely a guy that uh, comes to mind. You never see that guy just really strain to get it in there. I mean, that ball, um, I always I always kind of laugh at people that would wonder about, you know, how strong Jake Fromm's arm was. Um, I think some of the best balls he threw his freshman year was he would throw those out routes and those back shoulders to Javon wins. And those were balls that um, to get it out to the other boundary and sideline, you've got to have a very good arm in the SEC. Um, Alex Mitchum has a quick thought about JT Daniels. I've got a quick thought. I think he's just got to get ready, uh, ready, healthy. I just don't know if he's healthy enough right now. Um, all right, guys, lots of questions, lots of participation. Let me see if I can't get three more answered right now. Um, you, Chad, well, you saw what, heard what Todd Munkin said, his big things, move the chains on your own when you have to, uh, be accurate and have the ability to know where to go with the football. Also have the ability to have your eyes in the right place when you're making your reads. I think those are very important. He did say accuracy was the number one thing. Uh, Joe Branham makes a point that he'd like to see Dwan Mathis get another start. Um, you know, folks, I just don't get it. I don't want to sound like I think BJ uh, James Crump. Brock has a strong arm, but you got to remember JT Daniels, at least the JT Daniels that I've seen um, a couple years going back, 
he had a very strong arm as well, especially a functional, accurate arm. Um, it's funny, though. A lot of folks look at those clips, and this is simply what it is, guys. A lot of folks look at those clips of what he looked like as a senior at modern day and what he looked like in the All-American Bowl, and then they compare it to maybe what they've seen in warm-ups or what some of those insiders as boosters have seen in those scrimmages so far. Kind of not the same guy. And uh, JT Daniels has just got to get them back, back to where he is. Drake Wilson brings up the point. I don't think a lot of folks have forgotten Beck at all. Uh, Beck's a guy that heard a lot of reports that he had some of the best scrimmages um, in uh, July, excuse me, in August and early September. Um, I think he has a lot of things going for him as well. It'll be very interesting to see that competition going forward between um, um, Carson Beck and Brock Vandegrift at the University of Georgia. Um, All right, guys, that is our Before the Hedges for tonight. Hope you guys enjoyed the program. Hope you guys learned something. Hope you guys uh, found something to make your Wednesday go by a little bit better Wednesday night. Appreciate everybody joining us. Thank you again to all the people that um, sign, up for our sign up for our podcast on the uh, podcast platform, Spotify, SoundCloud, the Apple podcast platform. Thanks to everybody that have liked this program on Facebook or YouTube. Great big thanks, five-star, six-star thanks to everybody at Kroger. Um, been another cool night hanging out with you. I hope you, your loved ones, and your friends have a very blessed rest, blessed wet rest of the week, a great off weekend to kind of recharge the batteries. Hope everybody uh, makes the best use of the rest of their week, and we look forward again to seeing everybody on the pages of dognation.com. I'm Jeff Sintel. Really glad you guys can hang out. Really glad we can take another hour to talk about Georgia football and Georgia recruiting. Everybody, be blessed, stay well, and we'll see you soon on dognation.com. Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle.